Hi everybody, this is Josh, the strange elusive monster that won't tell you what's happening in Weeping Cedars. This is my third try at recording this, and the last one was like 20 minutes, so I'm going to try to keep this one relatively snappy. Uh, there are a couple of things that I wanted to talk to you about Weeping Cedars and where we're at with things. So this little update will be broken into where we have been, where we are at, and where we are going. Um, so, okay, where we have been. Uh, phase one of Weeping Cedars is complete. Phase one is made up of the Refugees of Esmeralda last six episodes of that podcast, which is Welcome to Weeping Cedars. That is the prequel to Weeping Cedars. That's an actual play game uh, that is canonically part of the series. Weeping Cedars Seasons 1, 2, and 3, and also the Patreon content. The Patreon content for Seasons 1, 2, and 3 is all available now, including Laughing Cedars, which is a 10-episode series that now sits between Seasons 1 and 2, which is when it was published and when it takes place. Laughing Cedars uh, largely comes out of one of the people who made music for the show, my friend Dave, saying that he loved the idea of the show, but he was too scared to listen to it. So it gave me the idea to do a funny version of the show that he might listen to, and that is Laughing Cedars. Uh, all of those episodes are available right now. You can uh, get them in the main feed. They literally start right after season one ends, and they finish right before season two starts. There's a lot of stuff in there, uh, but I tried to make it so that Nothing absolutely necessary for solving the series was in there. I didn't want to lock that kind of content behind Patreon. As well, the monthly newsletters uh, contain correspondences between characters that are talked about in seasons one, two, and three. And so that, that largely makes up the first part of Weeping Cedars, although I absolutely feel like I'm forgetting something. So that's where we've been. Where are we now? We are squarely at the beginning of phase two. Phase one uh, has to do with the riot that starts the series and what causes the riot and why and what are the results of all of that. Phase two is more directly about um, the things mentioned in Into the Shadows and how Into the Shadows concludes. And phase two also includes uh other episodes of other podcasts that if you haven't found them maybe go check out that last episode of Into the Shadows and search around for something with a really similar name that that might be worth your time if you're a fan of Weeping Sears and that leads us directly into where we're going which is 2023 and where Weeping Sears will be in 2023 and where it might be uh, and where it might not be so right now, the projects that are currently being written and worked on are the second season of that other series that if you, again, haven't found, it's, it's worth looking, looking up. Maybe, maybe go finding it. Maybe just go find some other horror podcasts that have been out there. Maybe some that won't take up a ton of your time. Uh, you know, go poke around on the internet. Uh, so season two of that show is is currently in the research phase. Um, I'm really looking forward to writing that, and uh, the research phase of it is super fascinating, and I, I, I'm really looking forward to telling that story. 
as well as a short series called Welcome to Virtue Vista Valley that I'm hoping will have multiple seasons. Uh, that's a four to five episode documentary about the fictional series Virtue Vista Valley in the Weeping Cedars universe. It is a children's show that's been running since the early 60s. I think Sesame Street meets uh, Howdy Doody meets Stephen King. I, I'm not sure. It's, it's, it's horror. It's a children's show. It focuses on this boy named Sam who's grown up with the TV series since the 60s and is now an old man in 2022. And the company behind all of that, that's all... Uh, I'm, I'm really interested in that, and it interconnects with Weeping Cedars in some really important ways. And then there is a third uh, sort of unannounced, unnamed short series that will be uh, written and hopefully coming out next year. Uh, as well, I am currently working on a novella uh, this month for N National Novel Writing Month, uh, a novella in the Weeping Cedars universe that I will release on the Patreon and then it will become public uh, after a three-month lag for each chapter. So if the first chapter comes out in January, it will be available to everybody in, in April. And as well, I'm working on a couple of short video games uh, that, and if you couldn't tell from my obsession with video games in Weeping Cedars, I've been a gamer and a programmer for a very long time, and I uh, really love those pieces of technology, and I'm really interested in technology that... Uh, sort of emulates the technology when I was a kid back in the 80s. So uh, I'm going to be telling stories in that time period and also hopefully making a couple of games that uh, sort of live in that time period as well that are part of the Weeping Cedars story. So uh, three short audio drama series, one novella, and one or two, hopefully two, video games in the next year. Short things... This is not Call of Duty. This is, if you want to look at the game that is ins most inspiring me, uh, two games actually that are most inspiring me are uh, Stories Untold by No Code and Andy's Apple Farm, uh, which <laughs> Andy's Apple Farm is a trip. It's a short little experience, but uh, worth your time. And Stories Untold is for me one of the greatest horror games ever made. I doesn't really work for me right at the end of the of the game, but boy, those first three chapters really, really work for me. Uh, and if you like Weeping Cedars, maybe, maybe you'll like Stories Untold. So uh, that's my plug for something that is entirely not mine. Uh, so the question is, uh, how do we get there from here? Where are we uh, with the community? Uh, where are we with Weeping Cedars beyond that? So. Uh, where have we been with the community? The community has grown over time, but it's also uh, shrunk over time. People have joined and maybe gotten frustrated or maybe got interested in something else or maybe just got bored with Weeping Cedars and they moved on. But there are also some people who are still working on the problems of Weeping Cedars and they are on the Discord and they have specifically asked me to tell you to come and join them on the Discord. Um, if you listen to the show and you don't know who to talk to about it. One, tell all your friends. But two, if they are tired of hearing about it, come to the Discord. Discord is only really just a chat program. That's all it is. And uh, you can find the link to Discord on our website, allportsopen.com. Just go to the social media links, find the thing that looks a little bit like a game controller. Click on that, and it'll take you to the Discord. You can either install it, or you can use it through a web browser. And it really is just a chat program, uh, like Yahoo chat rooms. Uh, and we have a whole 
a couple of rooms dedicated to weeping cedars. People are working on a wiki there. Uh, they've solved a lot of the questions uh, about weeping cedars, but there's still a lot they haven't, and more voices are always very welcome. I will say I'm not going to answer the questions for you. That's not why the show was created, but I do try to help people not go down blind alleyways. And I, I, I will say uh, there were a couple of things uh, said recently about the show that uh, I took very much to heart. And I just kind of want to let people know uh, where we're at with the show and, and why uh, the show is the way it is. Um, I, I'm going to save that for the end. I just want to say if you want to talk with other people about the show, throw out your theories, uh, find out where the current discussion is, head on over to the Discord uh, and they'll... They will happily interact with you, as, as will I. I I'm, I'm there. The question of how we get to getting all three of these series out there is, one, I make a video game and it makes millions of dollars, and we, never have, we as a community, never have to worry again about whether or not a Weeping Cedars project will have enough money to go forward. Uh, that seems unlikely, uh, but hey, we can all keep our fingers crossed. The most likely way, though, is that enough people listen to the show that they come and support in some way, uh, whether that's through Patreon or through uh, Coffee, Kofi, uh, the direct support uh, website. Patreon uh, is worth talking about because it was something that for a long time I was trying to make the Patreon worth people's time on a month-to-month basis. Why would you come to the Patreon? Well, you're going to get stuff. Uh, and I found a lot of ways that sapped my energy for doing Weeping Cedars things. So I've stopped that. Um, and ultimately, Patreon is supposed to be there that if you like and support a show, you're going, and you can afford to, you're, you're going to back it. Uh, not because you're getting special stuff. Um, but I certainly understand why people want more if they're going to back the show. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't really have the bandwidth to do that. Hopefully the novella is, is interesting to people. But beyond that, sort of creating uniquely Patreon-only stuff is is tough. But it also means that it potentially limits us as to what we can get done and get out there because the show is sort of past the point of asking people to do things for free, uh, which a lot of the performers did at the beginning, and uh, that has been that has been really great when the show was small, but. Uh, we're not really at a point where I can I can ask people to do that in good conscience. The hope is that enough people are able to back the Patreon that we are able to pay performers and pay for the time and effort required to write, edit, produce, um, and distribute the show. And all of that takes a lot of time. I very much don't like asking for support and help, but... Uh, in reality, if Weeping Cedars is going to continue, uh, there has to be some amount of, of support in that way that can pay for these things because actors deserve to be paid um, and writers deserve to be paid. So uh, that's kind of where we're at, which is we're sort of hoping that that support will be there in order for us to uh, bring these shows to into reality. So... What does that ultimately mean? What's What can you do if you're a fan of Weeping Cedars? How can you help? The first most important thing you can do is let other people know uh, because the more people who know about Weeping Cedars, the more people who are interested, some portion of those people will be able to support us, whereas a lot of people can't. And 
I absolutely, absolutely understand that and uh, and get it. Yeah, I, I, I can't afford to back a bunch of Patreons. So I, I absolutely get that. The second thing that people can do is support the Patreon. Uh, even at a very basic level, um, there really aren't tiers at this point for what people are getting. So, you know, if you want to back at a higher level, it's really only because you want to support the show more. And then the third way is by going to the Twitter and clicking on the link there that's pinned. That's a coffee, Kofi link where uh, basically all of that, if you make a donation there, all of that goes to me so I can continue to, to make the show and afford to pay actors when, when it comes time to actually produce these things. The other thing that you can do is, is let me know which, which of the pieces of the projects most interest you. Where should I be putting my energy? Um, because I think that uh, there are things that really interest me and I want to continue to write the things that interest me, but I also don't want to just go down a rabbit hole that nobody else cares about. So uh, that is that, that would be very helpful. So that brings me to the last thing, which is uh, sort of what Weeping Cedars even is and what, uh, what kind of show Weeping Cedars is. And Weeping Cedars is two kinds of show. The, the first is that it is a horror puzzle. And um, I wish I could find the quote that has been in my head for the last few years. But I saw a quote on the audio drama Reddit uh, about uh, horror and mystery and that the two don't work together. That in, uh, ultimately, they're antithetical to each other. And I really wish I could give credit to the person who said this. Um, but I've looked for it and I can't find it. Uh, so if anybody can find it, please let me know. But uh, the person basically said, hey, look, uh, horror and and mystery are actually antithetical to each other because once you solve the mystery, it's not scary anymore. And Weeping Cedars is in many ways uh, an objection to that viewpoint uh, with all due respect uh, because Weeping Cedars is a relatively mundane story with mystery involved that when you open the mysteries, there are horrible things underneath. And uh, the idea of Weeping Cedars is that the more boxes you open, the more horrific the the story is and there are truly horrific things in this story that people have yet to discover um things so bad that i had to let the actors know about them uh in case they were so uncomfortable with them that they didn't didn't want to participate so uh there are things truly hidden as as horror mystery uh that hopefully will be more horrible once the mystery is solved uh the second thing that weeping seers is is uh, a prequel it is a a, a setup story. It is a story establishing a place that is monstrous. And in a lot of ways, it is it is what happens before Silent Hill. Um, that is that is in many ways my vision for what Weeping Cedars is and, and has been is uh, you know, there's it's no secret that Silent Hill is a huge, huge uh, influence on Weeping Cedars. And the, the story, the, the whole story of phase one is in many ways the setup for what sort of monstrous place uh, will come next. So that's, you know, a bit of an apology in the old sense of the word, in, in the sense of an explanation. I set up the show to be a puzzle box for people, uh, but one that I would like as a, as a person who likes complicated stories. I wrote a complicated story for me. Uh, never expecting any individual person to really solve it on their own, uh, but to work together as a community to do so. In response to some of the critiques that have happened about Weeping Sitters, 
I can really only say um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the show uh, isn't maybe isn't what some people wanted it to be. Uh, it's what I wanted it to be in a lot of ways. And it it's a show that trusts you all to figure it out. Uh, now again, I'm on the Discord, and if you start going down a blind path, I'll, I'll do my best to pull you back from that. Uh, I'll point out when things are Easter eggs, like the monarch in amber, which is just a, a nice little Easter egg, a reference to the king in yellow, uh, to let you know what kind of story you're in. This is this is eldritch horror. This is Lovecraftian gloom that you're entering into, uh, and those are little little signs along the way to let you know. But you know, if people try to figure out, okay, who's the monarch? What's the amber? I'm I'm hopefully going to be in the Discord to let you know. Eh, mm, maybe maybe don't go too far down that path. That's that's not that important. And to let you know when I mess up. When I say Horace Johansson instead of Horace Johansson, uh, you know, to let you know when there was a typo. So, yeah, for those who have been frustrated with the series, I'm very sorry. Uh, for those who have uh, heard the series and wish they had somebody to talk to, come over to the Discord and come hang out. Let the people know uh, what you think about the show. Uh, or just come there and yell at me for making such a such an obtuse and convoluted series that that you're not you wish you just had some answers for and I guess the last thing I will say is that the series has been designed so that uh, when the pieces fit, they click. The Sarsaparilla debacle of season two is a good example of that when people figured out what happened to Sarsaparilla, all the pieces come together. You go, oh, okay. That's what happened to Sarsaparilla. It's very clear now. And uh, I think about it very much in the sense of puzzle pieces. If you feel like you have to force the puzzle piece, it's probably not the right piece. Uh, but once you get the right ones, uh, they fit, hopefully, very well together. And you go, oh, right, okay. Well, that's terrible. That's that's a horrible thing that I've discovered. So anyway, yeah, here we are. Uh, this, this third take has also taken 20 minutes. So uh, thank you for taking the time to listen. Uh, hey, go check out those earlier Laughing Cedars episodes. Give Eli Ford a chance. He's got a huge heart, um, even if he does bluster. Uh, I love Eli. He's, he's got a lot of a uh, aspects to him that you wouldn't guess uh, right out of the gate. Uh, and that's those are the Laughing Cedars episodes now between seasons one and two. That used to be just Patreon uh, exclusive. And... Um, yeah, maybe if you haven't found the other the other series stuff, maybe go poke around. Go go. I mean, it's out there. People have people have spoiled that it is part of Weeping Cedars, but you know, maybe just go check some things out. So, uh, yeah, that's it for me. Maybe you'll hear from me again directly like this in two years again or so uh, when we're done Phase Two. That's not a promise that Phase Two is going to take two years. I have no idea how long Phase Two is actually going to last. Uh, that's something I don't know. Uh, about the series so yeah uh, and for those who have been frustrated by Weeping Cedars I'm sorry and for those who are still looking for more um, I really hope to give you more so thanks everybody thanks for hanging out and and for being part of this um, there isn't a good like Weeping Cedars sign off I guess I never really gave the archivists their own sign off uh, so um, yeah, I guess, uh, <laughs> stay hungry. <laughs> <laughs>